jazz is the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. you fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. I still got Pandora with commercials. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. Men and women fighting are not fighting for your right to speak Spanish, they're fighting for your right to speak American. This is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 36 years old. You know, bring your kids and so kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. Obviously, you guys know we're going to start Deshaun this week. I thought uh, that gave us the best opportunity to win the game. Yeah, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand for America. For the red, white, and blue. Susie Dalton, co-writer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's show, you can podcast it right there. I'm excited about this show, Phantom. Coming up at 7.30, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Yeah. You can catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. And then 9.30, buddy, your friend, mm-hmm. Canton Charge player John Holland, will be in studio. Very excited about that. Uh, I believe season underway. Uh, it starts on the 4th. Tomorrow night is the first game. Oh, of them. that's right. They're going on the road. Yeah, they'll be on the road for their first two games. The official uh, opening ceremonies all go down November 15th at the Canton Civic Center Wednesday night. I will be out there on the floor doing my thing. Stansberry, he'll be sitting in the VIP section. That's right. Uh, and I believe we'll have some tickets to give away when John's in the studio. I believe I'll we- have a soft pretzel is what I believe will, will be happening. So get ready for some hate today. Okay. All right. Not, I'm not, ready for it, dude. No, no, no. Not for us. Okay. But yesterday, I was you know I was telling people, man, I'm all excited because today the new Call of Duty comes out, right? Yeah. It actually came out last night at midnight. Yeah. And people were telling me, oh, that game sucks. And much like Nickelback, people like to hate on Call of Duty because it's like the biggest game in the world. McDonald's the same way. Everyone's like, oh, dude, that stuff's gross. I don't need it. And it's still billions and billions <laughs> served. I don't know. Exactly. Somebody's eating all that McDonald's. And so I, so I went to bed a little early last night, and I actually woke up. Uh, well before my alarm today, and I was like, oh, that's right. That's available now. I got some time to kill before I head into the office. Let's figure, let's let's turn this on. I think it's so funny. Stansberry waking up early, 2.30 a.m., rubbing his eyes. <laughs> rubbing them out. <laughs> okay, rubbing out. Right. Get me into the living room. Right. Like, it's Christmas morning. Okay. Right? So I log into the thing, and I start playing it, and it's exactly what I wanted. It's like they nailed it. It's... Back to World War II, so it's not like any of this like new age stuff that's like, you know, exosuits and climbing walls and like all this stuff. It's back to like just standard combat, which I liked. Okay. They've changed a couple of like the basic things. So it's gonna it's gonna feel a little clunky to you in the beginning. And before you get into like the games, it there's like 
Destiny players will know this. There's like these these, these random hangouts where like well, Destiny's another game. Okay, I was gonna say what on earth are Destiny players? <laughs> no, okay. Destiny players will, but and, and that's another game. There's like these like social lounges that you can like run around in before you like go to like the game modes. And okay. everybody was bitching about it. I could hear everybody over their microphones bitching about it when I was playing. It was like, guys, just press start and then select game mode and you go right to where you want to go. Like nobody could figure it out. But that's easy. But once you start playing it, I love I honestly it was I only played it for about an hour this morning but i absolutely loved it so they nailed it so once you get out of the social lounge with the destiny players you can actually start your world war ii adventure yeah then you can start <laughs> okay. you know being a soldier an infantry <laughs> okay All right. airborne whatever which one you want to be but no it's uh honestly i got exactly what i wanted out of the game they uh, nailed it good you've been looking forward to this and i felt like you kind of needed a victory and yeah no i'm already looking past this show yeah i just do give me no, yeah screw john holland great yeah i guess that's gonna be awesome like, let me the hell out of here also every hour you have a shot at a thousand dollars your first opportunity is happening right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword money to 200 200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info standard data and message rates apply that's money to 200 200 rock 106 rock 1069 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Excited to talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, 7.30 this morning. You can catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Man, I promote that better than I do anything else. <laughs> oh, dude, honestly, the, the boss man's like, yeah, say that, iHeartRadio, the app, download it. Um, the smooth stylings there. I'm excited to talk to Munch as well, and I'm just going to bet a dollar on it right now that Munch is excited too. Probably not to talk to you or I, just excited. Brother, I'm all ready to go. <laughs> Munch is like... You ever see planes, trains, and automobiles when he's like bitching at John Candy? You're like a you're like a chatty Kathy doll that pulls its own string. <laughs> like that's Munch. You just ask him a question, boy, he just rolls. That's what I love about him. I'm feed up when Munch comes on the ring. Just I do love it for twenty, like 20 minutes, Munch. Just, you got just, this. Just keep. I know Browns, right? Rolling the blanks. I got for it. Us, right. Fifty third and Ham, right? Got it. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about something I just posted at WRQK.com. My nerd, uh, well, erection, yeah, is uh, well, it, well, it would be raging, but I'm 20 years too old for that. So I, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of after there. But uh, w- dude, I saw the new trailer for the new Star Wars movie out December the 15th, and uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. Like you see Luke Skywalker, yeah, and he goes back into the Millennium Falcon. Okay. And all the lights come on, all right. that stuff. I don't know. It's kind of sweet, man. <laughs> As a guy, no, because lately, dude, no, honestly, like lately, the audience has been kind of pissing me off, right? Like, because I've been being attacked. So, so okay, all right. What are I've you been, I've been about? attacked. I've been accused of being like old and grumpy lately because I don't like screened entertainment as much as I used to. You just hate everything. It's like, no, I don't hate everything. I just don't gush all over everything. But I am excited about this movie. I'm not old and grumpy. You're old and grumpy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yell about how I don't yell. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. But the movie comes out on December 15th. I'm going to be in Vegas from the 22nd to the 28th seeing right. my family for Christmas. Right. So I'm thinking I'm just going to wait and go with my brother. You'll go see it the second time with your brother. You'll lie to your brother and say you haven't seen it. But I know you. You'll go see it. You think I'm going to go see it beforehand? Well, I, I hate you, packed not? movie theaters, though. Um... You said it's from the 15th to the 22nd, so you've got an entire week there. That's about a week, There's yeah. going to be a Wednesday afternoon. A Wednesday at noon, you're going to leave here. You're going to be like, all right, post show it for 15 minutes, and I'm going to watch Star Wars. I don't know what you're 
you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> Just complete <laughs> allegations, allegedly. <laughs> Those are the words you're supposed to use, Yeah, Antone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't wh- know about that. What's the gist with this Star Wars? Where are Honestly, you in the story? I, I, I don't know. Luke Skywalker's here. It's, so okay. this is the follow-up to the reboot, which was The Force Awakens. The follow-up to the reboot, okay. And where they kind of like rebooted A New Hope. Okay. And But it's like years afterwards. They made the same movie, but you know, and it kind of told you the same story over and over. And so this is the follow-up to that. She's now, like Ray has now found Luke. So is is this just going to be a retelling of um, Return I, of the Jedi? What's the second one? Empire Strikes Back. So is this yeah. going to be like no? I don't think Luke's so. Luke's not Yoda because no. in, the, in that first one. Well, that, first of all, Yoda's always Yoda. Well, but no, because the, right? the, the, the retelling of the story it was it was the exact same story as Star Wars one. So I would assume that this rebooting of the follow up to the reboot. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> no, Jesus d- no. See, here's the thing. To be honest. I, I got to admit, Disney, like, this is where they may have screwed up a little bit. Okay. Because I'm a huge fan of this franchise, and I have no idea where we are. What's going on? Like, I have no what's idea happening? what's called what, what movies are with what. Like, honestly, like, dude, you confused one of your biggest supporters in this brand. Like, dude, like, I can't believe I'm sitting here so I'm not knowing something about Star Wars. Right. Rogue 7, 8, I don't know, I don't know any of this stuff anymore. But I, I don't know. It, it looks fantastic. The Falcon looks fantastic. Does Luke Skywalker become a bad guy? I think I read something about that on the what? internet. What? Yeah. And maybe he's going to be the villain of this one. Maybe he turns to the dark side finally. Oh, well, that's kind of jumping the shark. I don't know, dude. I don't, I mean, I, 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 it's something I read on the internet. But Interesting. I didn't know that. I uh, I did hear this though, that apparently like the prop from Return of the Jedi, yeah. Luke's like uh, like lightsaber handle okay. is going up for like auction. Okay. So I started thinking about this yesterday. I was like, all right. I was like, but I now it's going to go for way more money than this. But I was like, maybe I'd pay five grand for that. Jesus, but dude. Then, but then hold on. But then I was like, nah, I don't think I would. And so I like I started thinking about this, and it's going to go for way more money than this. Right now in my life, I would pay fifteen hundred. Like if somebody said, "Dude, this is authentic. We can prove it. Here's the certificate of authenticity. This was actually used in Return of the Jedi." For me, and like I said, it's going to go for way more money than this. It would be worth around fifteen hundred dollars for what I make. Right you're now. saying what you make right now for the money I have in the bank, I would pay fifteen hundred for. And that. you're not buying it knowing that you can sell it for ten times. Right, that. I'm buying okay. it because I want it, and this. Fifteen hundred. Now, if I won the lottery, like right. like if I had a ton right. of money, what would I pay to have a beat? Now, first of all, I I would rather have anything from Vader than I would Luke. Luke was always kind of like the pansy of the Star Wars movies. Right. You get a Vader helmet. You get whatever whatever thing is going to turn. Oh. It's going to tickle your well, nerve. I, fancy. I, I want the Vader uh, lightsaber handle. Okay. If I won the lottery, that's a hundred thousand dollar item. If you if, if you if you if you got me something from Empire, which was my favorite movie. If I won the lottery, it would be a hundred thousand dollar item. Dude, you're like MC Hammer. You're like every pro athlete in the history of like thirty for thirties, where it's like you know this guy made four hundred million dollars and ends up broke. Jesus. Well, that's a Star Wars fan. No matter what you do to us, we still live in our mother's basement. That's exactly who we are. That trailer's up for you, also, dude. I, yeah, I got like the whole nerd thing going on. I got Call of Duty World War Two now. I got like I got Star Wars trailer. What the hell am I doing? Why can't I find a girlfriend? I can't find anybody. <laughs> you laugh. You wait till I find a bitch on Xbox Live tonight. You wait. That's the dude. First Friday? Pfft, no. <laughs> no. Who cares? First Friday? Human contact? Who needs that? I got Xbox chat rooms. That's what I got. Probably not. 
It turns out, Fantone, men's biggest fear actually is true. Your penis will, in fact, shrink. We're going to give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 745, your opportunity to win your way into the Foo Fighters show. That show July 25th out of Blossom. We'll hook you up at 745 this morning. Tickets officially go on sale this morning, 10 a.m., all Ticketmaster locations. Fantone, yesterday I was hanging out with my buddy Marcus, right, who is a linebackers and running back coach. For the new Philly Quakers, there it is. And uh, they had apparently they have a big game tonight against Bishop Hartley, a, a team I, I guess that's out of Columbus. Yeah, it's uh, it's officially time for playoff football. That's dude. right. Plenty of uh, plenty of local area schools, but I had no idea Marcus was associated with the Quakers. I did there. not know that until yesterday either. But I walked into his house and like there was paperwork all over the table, and it was like plays and like all, I was like, dude, what's all? This? He's like, you didn't know me. He's like. I'm kind of coaching with New Philly now. I was like, no, I, I didn't know that. And so, like, I, I, dude, I almost took the camera phone out and took like snaps of like all the plays, and I was gonna start <laughs> hitting up Bishop Hartley players on club. It's like, well, what's it worth to you? What's it worth? Uh, J- Jackson taking on Euclid tonight. Perry heading up to Cleveland to go take on Saint Ignatius. So oh, that'll be it's a game. Be tough. McKinley going up to Cleveland as well to go take on Saint Ed's. Boardman coming into Tiger Town. So. Uh, you know, plenty of plenty of schools representing tonight in the f- week one of high school football playoffs. Interesting, interesting. Like, yeah, man, area is going to be a buzz with that. That's uh, that's for sure. It's going to be a good night for high school football too. I think it's going to be a little rainy, but it's going to be warm. So you know, oh, that'll be good. Ground game is going to be important. Making sure you wrap up your tackles, all that stuff. It's also know. first Friday. So ah! wrap up those PBRs too. You know <laughs> what I mean? Up, wrap up something there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's, you gotta be, you gotta be that's absolutely good advice right there. I will probably will head out for First Friday tonight. Um, like I said, it's in a pretty decent weather, so I think you might as well. This is probably like, I mean, don't get me wrong, who knows, global warming, maybe December will be not just as nice, but it's probably the last nice First Friday opportunity we Real have. Real nice one, right. You know, I mean, December will be freezing, January will be freezing, February will be freezing. Might as well get out there. Yeah, plus, honestly, once you start to get into these months, like summer months, everybody in Canton goes, yeah, and it can get a little crowded. Oh, yeah, dude. And so now it'll be back to, like, regulars a little bit, like a little bit, and so I find those to be more fun. Yeah, you're going to have a little bit more breathing room, and uh, I think we've hit that point of the year um, where I would assume most people... Single people have gotten their summer fun out of them, and they realize it's time to bunker down. So maybe a future Mrs. Stansberry out there. Who knows? Who knows? Possibilities are endless, right? Who knows? I well, I don't know if I'll find her in the 90-minute window I'm willing to give myself to be away from Call of Duty, my World War II, which, by the way, dude, Josh just hit me up on Twitter. He's like, shut it. He's like downloading it right now. He's like, I haven't been able to open it yet. It's fantastic, Josh. Wait till you wait. Wait till you get it. Wait, wait, wait till you hit Normandy, buddy. It's pretty awesome. Stansberry standing there, Buzzbin tonight. Some fine young lady talking to him, and he's gonna be like, "Do you want to go up. home? Do you want to do you want to go home?" And she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, to have sex." And he's gonna be like, "No, no. play Call of Duty." No. Do you want to sit there and not talk to me while I do this? <laughs> It'll be awesome. It will be great. It's so honestly, man. I did. I uh, I, I didn't play a ton of it this morning. About an hour. Right. Woke up around two thirty this morning, and uh, you know I, I fumbled around with it for about an hour. But it was. It was really good. Haters are going to talk uh, trash on it, and uh, they changed a few basic things, so people are going to freak out when they first get in there. But like uh, once you get into it, it's really exactly what I wanted, which is run around and shoot. I know a lot of people are still hitting me up on Twitter, like, "Do Battlefield's better?" And Battlefield is like. <sighs> It's like a really nice sports car. 
It's awesome to have. It's okay. not practical to drive it every day. Okay. You know what I mean? Where that's what Call of Duty is. It's my Honda Accord. It's my everyday ride. It's, it's just that thing that you can rely on every single day. It's just that's the game. I guess I didn't realize there were impractical video games. Like, I can't be doing this every single day. Well, like. honestly, the thing about Battlefield is that it's long. It's drawn out. You have to have a serious plan. You kind of okay. have to think where, honestly, Call of Duty, you can just kind of like run around and fire your gun and shoot people who are against you. You don't necessarily have to have a strategy with it. Now, now, you mentioned that this is a World War II game. It is indeed. Um, obviously, you're able to fight as like the Allied forces and able to fight Nazis and Japanese people. Yes. But are you able to be a Nazi and fight the Americans? I believe when they put you on the opposite side of the Americans, I'm not sure you're a Nazi. I haven't gone that far okay. into it yet, but okay. normally they're about having you shoot the Nazis. Okay, so you're not a Nazi. Yeah, okay. normally you're not a Nazi. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. I mean, I, I know I know the zo- there's always a zombies portion of the Call of Duty games. Now, I don't really get into that as a, right. either, but it's like a survival of the fit, like, you know, the last man standing kind of game where you just kind of shoot waves of zombies coming at you, okay. and it's zombie Nazis. Okay. I can tell you that. So, okay. making Nazis even, even worse, worse there. I, uh, you know what I mean? Nazis already pretty bad. Well, I don't no, know. Not, There's some fine people on that side. Not, you know not, what I'm saying? There's some fine people over dude, there. Dude, wow. I can't. I'm just saying. I mean, I, wow, dude. That, for, filled, the, for the sake of sarcasm, I'm not sure I would have went there. They filled out the permits, so I don't know what the problem is. We're also going to talk to uh, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, and I'm very interested to talk to him uh, this morning, Fanto. Did you hear about this? That Carson Wentz was named NFC Player of the, I, I, was it the Week, mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson was named AFC Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. These are two quarterbacks that both that your Cleveland Browns passed up on in the last two years. Now, Deshaun Watson, how bad is this story? He'll terrible. Apparently, he was in practice yesterday, tore his ACL, a non-contact injury, I was told. I don't really have uh, you know any more specifics than that, but they do say out for the season. I, I mean, now, freak, you know, freak injuries happen. There's no question about it, but like... Just how much does it suck you're doing walkthroughs? You're probably not even wearing full pads. You're probably wearing gym shorts and just kind of like, you know, 30% speed in it right. just to get a feel for it. And all of a sudden you blow your knee out. Not that it's any better if like a big offensive lineman rolls into it or if you get yeah, it happening in a game. Yeah, but down, end of the game, you feel like, right. oh, well, dude, I'm doing my job here. Right. Like, Right. No, that has to be absolutely terrible. Um, and it seems like everything that's been said about this guy, he's the kind of guy who's going to accept it as the challenge and kind of, you know, look at it as the opportunity of like, I'll yeah. be back. And better than ever. Seems to be a grown up. But, but. Seems to be. Who knows, dude? I mean, like, that's a tough place to be in mentally where all of a sudden, you know, you were on top of the world, it gets ripped from you, and it's like, dude, now I got to rehab for nine months? I just would have thought it would have been an in-game situation after they let his left tackle go. Like, imagine that. Like, honestly, right. if you're the owner right. right now, you might be going, well, the kid got hurt, but he didn't get hurt in the game situation because I let the left tackle it wasn't go. was my fault. Right. So there might the owner might be like, well, I would have rather had him on the field, but at least now this can't be pegged on me because he had like shipped out the left tackle because they had some issues over some things that the owner had said about like letting the inmates run the prison and that whole thing. Which, by the way, yeah. keeping with uh, the NFL theme, I ran into yeah. a buddy of ours in the hallway, Tony McGinty, works on one of the other morning shows here. The captain, yeah, the captain there, and uh, he said to me, he was like, dude, he's like. Were you talking about Papa John's yesterday? And I said, yeah. I said, apparently he's bitching about, you know, his his, you know, his profits are down because of the NFL protests. And he's like, dude, did you know that Jerry Jones owns like 120 Papa John's in Texas? And that now the theory is, is that Jerry called the owner of Papa John's and was like, dude, I'm fighting with Roger Goodell. Amp this up. Let's get this out there. Like, I need this talked about more. Like, it seems like Jerry Jones is doubling down on his fight with the NFL right now. And honestly, dude, the guy's old. 
probably trying to make a last-ditch effort at trying to win one more Super Bowl. Now, there are theories, and Colin Coward's been on this for like two years, where he says Jerry Jones is obsessed with winning a Super Bowl title without Jimmy Johnson being the coach so he can kind of like look at people and go, see, it wasn't all Jimmy. A little bit of this is me. Okay. And honestly, when you're at that level and you have that kind of money, that is how those guys probably keep score, right? Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, you know, and how much better does it feel taking two shows to number one as opposed to one? You know what I'm saying? One feels like, pretty damn, good. You know, one's like, damn, I did something there. Two's like, okay, this is me. Like, this is me doing something right. So, no, I under I understand that, and it's not a stretch to think that billionaire, you know, Jerry Jones has. A little bit of influence over millionaire Papa John's sure. or whatever John, whatever his name is. Six hundred million, I think that guy's worth the Papa John's guy. It's a significant amount of That's money. That's a lot of money. But we're talking Jerry Jones. I don't know what Jerry Jones is worth, but it's more. I think when he came to Canton, we said it was like five, six billion. Yeah, because I remember making the joke of like what kind of securities he rolling with when he's coming down Cleveland yeah. Avenue, well, six billion dollars. He's got old oil money, so I mean, I would imagine it's a lot of money. And I, I can see how Jerry Jones probably thinks to himself. Whether it's winning one more Super Bowl or kind of going down in this blaze of glory of like, no, I'm the one who's going to get the... the I unseated Goodell. Up. Right. I'm the one who's going to take Roger yeah. Goodell down. I can see that, especially as you get old and it's like senile and like, you know, you get a little bit of crazy up there and you get, you, you, you know, infatuated with that thought. I can totally see how that yeah, happens. Yeah, I can see how that could happen too. I, I could see him wanting to stick it to the NFL right before like walking out or maybe the life running out. I could see that. Canton PD had to deal with a very stressful situation uh, the other night. We'll get you all clued in on what happened, and we'll also hook you up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have Food Fighters tickets. 745. You'll get hooked up with those. 725-ish. We'll talk to Munch. Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports. Get his take on what's going on with the Browns, Cavs. Find out what he thinks about uh, Deshaun Watson going down as well. Yeah, we've also got to talk to the Munch Man about Ohio State, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. all, the, all the all the ongoings with the Buckeyes. I, I think even as a Buckeyes hater, Munch Man's going to have some interesting insight on that. Me yeah. as the Buckeyes hater, not Munch, by the way. Yeah. Sorry if I wasn't clear about that. Yeah, say beat Penn State. I believe what they're sixth in the college ranking right now. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the season you're going to find out they'll be right there in the hunt. I could be wrong, but. I think that's probably where the Buckeyes will be. And as we're getting further on into this morning, I got to tell you, I'm getting more and more excited about maybe going out for first Friday tonight. Okay. I didn't think I was going to do anything tonight, but honestly, the more I think about it, I'm like, man, dude, beer sounds good. It's true. Women, music, that all sounds good. Right. I'm looking forward to that. So I'll be out and around. Can police uh, had a little bit of a stressful situation. I believe this was last night as a threat of suicide. Yeah. Prompted city police to have to shut down a portion of 77. This was near, uh, was near Tusk there. They say here we had a suicidal female that had climbed out over the 4th Street Northwest Bridge. And she was threatening to jump off the bridge into traffic, which is, this just happened. I believe, what, a couple of days ago somewhere else where a kid jumped off a bridge, landed on a car, and the driver that was like the, the car he had, she died. And so, like, that's another reason why, I mean, don't get me wrong, you don't want anybody committing suicide, you don't want anybody doing anything like that, but, like, you jump over a bridge like that, I mean, dude, think about how many cars can crash and how many things, I mean, how much destruction that could really cause. So police firefighters both were called out around 7.30 last night, and they had to distract the woman by using emergency sirens, and then what they did, Fantone, is they had, like, cops flank her on the back, and they snuck up behind her and removed her from the bridge 
with uh, about one hour after arriving. She was transported to Altman for treatment and evaluation. The woman was described uh, as looking as if she was in her 50s. And uh, they say we have reports there was a male with her trying to talk her off uh, the ledge. But they say they cannot actually confirm that as when this was written in the Canton Rep. Um, you this know, was around 9.30 last night. Talking somebody off the ledge or pulling somebody off the ledge is almost <sighs> like it's a cliche at this point because we all kind of say it as like, you know. Yeah, I'm talking uh, them off the ledge. Right, 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 right. But like, no, this was literally pulling somebody off the edge there. I say it all the time about cops jobs. Like, I understand, like, everybody wants to, you know, look at them, you know, with a magnifying glass of everything that they do wrong. But what I always say about that job is you don't know. As you're putting that uniform on every morning and getting in that car and going to drive around the city and protect it, it's like that call comes over the radio and you got to go. It ain't like, well, no, I'm not going to. It's not like Uber. It's not like cop Uber. Like, nah, I don't want that ride. I don't want to do this. It's like, no, you got to rise up to that challenge and you have no idea what that challenge will be. Like, I wake up every day and I can pretty much tell you how my day is going to go. Certain breaks will go better than others. Maybe certain topics will land better or not. I might get yelled at for this or that. But overall, I can pretty much tell you I'm going to be all right through most of it it everybody's gonna be okay where if you're a cop or a family member of and they do they step out the door that day you have no idea what waits for you yeah i mean obviously there's a million reasons this could have went wrong for them i mean it's a dangerous a perilous situation for them and they nailed it got it done right they got her off the ledge you have a woman's life literally in your hands you know what i mean so it's it's not just the responsibilities of like what happens to you it's the responsibilities what happens to this woman what happens to this community (sighs) you're right it would stress me out I mean, listen, there's plenty of points to be made when it comes to accountability and blah, 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 and all these different things you can say, but you don't know what you're dealing with on a regular basis. You don't know what, what, what that part, you know, and that, that honestly makes it one of the toughest jobs on the face of the planet, in my it opinion. It would stress me out. This job stresses you out. Right. That one's going right. To it's like, oh my God, did Godsmack <laughs> just play twice? And like, I'll freak out. And like, yeah, I mean, there are just certain jobs. Like, I, I, I don't have it in me to do that job, I don't think. Like, I just, I, I couldn't do it. First of all, I'd probably be in the drive-thru, like, wait a minute, I'll be right there. You know? <laughs> it's like, no, dude, you got to get on them calls when they come through. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop next on the Sansbury Show. You're getting hooked up with $1,000 right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. It's Friday around 730, and we do it every Friday. We talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere on the the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, my man, I got a bunch of Browns questions for you, all right? Brother, I, I am yours. You are uh, going to hit me, and I will answer each and every one. By the way, great, great Friday morning to you. Baby, the glorious almighty weekend is upon us. Damn right, and I can't wait for it. So let me ask you this question. Yes, the, sir. The Browns are in turmoil, and the quarterback play has been suspect. And I hear a lot of people complaining about the fact that one particular quarterback is out there not being able to be signed. Would you be okay with Berea reaching out to Colin Kaepernick for the remainder of the year? I certainly would. Okay. I See, I, I have been a Kaepernick naysayer, and I have said that I don't think he's a top 15 quarterback in the league. But the quarterback play in Cleveland has been so bad recently that I think – if you brought the kid in, the guy in, let's call him a guy, that's what he is, let's bring the guy in and see if there's anything left in the tank, and then you kind of help, the Browns do, you kind of help this issue be put to bed, and I think the NFL probably likes it, right? And they probably like you for it, and now you get this narrative out there that, that, that you, the collusion story goes away for the NFL. And if I'm the Browns at this point, that, that's what I'm going to do, right? 
Well, number one, the collision story will go away, but there's no doubt in my mind that when I see Brandon Whedon signed by a team, that this uh, this man has been blacklisted. Do I like what he did? Absolutely not, Dan. Absolutely not in any way, shape, or form. However, I look at people like Terrell Suggs, who dragged the mother of his children out the window of his car, because she wouldn't get out of the car, when he threatened to dump a bottle of bleach on a wife and a kid as punishment because he didn't like the way she was behaving. When I see people like that in this league idolized, it makes me sick. And I think about Kaepernick thinking, you know what? One man having a say, which his rights protect him to. Something else, too. You know, you look around the league at, uh, you know, the Browns even. And I call them a morally bankrupt organization. They help, they help promote Johnny's drug addiction and alcoholism. You, you can't forget that. Jimmy Haslam, Ray Farmer say, oh, let Johnny be Johnny. The kid's okay. Let him go. And something else, then last summer, bringing the low life, the dirt bag, one of the lowest of the low, Art Bryles to camp, the head coach of Baylor, after finding out a gal was raped by some of his players, said, why was she hanging out with them? They're bad dudes, okay? Oh you God. allowed him to come in, but she won't even take a shot at a Kaepernick. To me, it, it, the irony is just sickening. Yeah, you and I agree there. There's there's a weird place when we start drawing these moral lines in the sand when it comes to right. pro athletes. And you're right, it, it, is. it puts you in a tough position. Um, but Sandsbury brings up an excellent point about the turmoil at the Browns quarterback position. Um, one of the big stories I feel like in the national media and certainly in the local media was the bumbling of the A.J. McCarron trade. Munch, give us some insight on that. Give us your thoughts on that. What the hell happened, bro? Well, let's back up here, guys, okay? okay. There is no doubt that the Browns wanted Jimmy Garoppolo around springtime, all right, around the draft. There is no doubt about that. Quite a few teams did. A lot of people say, well, look at Matt Castle. Look at this guy. You know, look at that guy. All back up to New England. Well, let me tell you this. I would take Matt Castle right now. What's that? I would take take Matt Castle right now. Well, wait, wait, this is what happened, though. That's why Carolina signed Whedon, because Castle was the backup. All right, fair enough. And, and, And they were worried about that. But... People have said that all along, but here's something they never said. Brissett's doing pretty damn good in India. Oh, by the way, he carved up vaunted Greg Williams' defense with the Cleveland Browns. He was a third-rounder. Something Belichick did with Jimmy Garoppolo that has rarely he has done, he used a second-round draft choice. Heavens forbid. He's usually later in the draft for a backup quarterback. So you have Garoppolo. He's thinking, you know what? I don't know about Tommy Brady. Let's keep Jimmy here and see what happens. Well, guys, I know for a fact. I've sat with him. Tom Brady will cry some evenings. He wants to play till he's 45, all right? It doesn't feel his body can keep up. However, he knows for a fact, barring anything, you know the NFL guys, anything could happen at any time, that barring anything bizarre or even just a hard hit that would take him out is that he knows and he feels that he has three years left in him. How does he know? It's his body. It's the temple. He does what he does. So finally all of a sudden say, dang it, you know what? Not only does Garoppolo get more expensive next year, but Tommy Brady, I got him three more years. There's no reason to leave leave this kid here. So that that is just a little background on Garoppolo. It all ties into McCarron. But here was the worst part about the Garoppolo deal, is that Sashi and his stooges, and I call them that, and you know what you're saying? No, no, they're stooges. The whole group (laughs) is, all right? They didn't even know that Garoppolo had been traded, and that's when Hugh Jackson hit the fan, the, you know, hit the ceiling and the stuff hit the fan. Right. They didn't even know. Now, wait a minute. Isn't the trade de- trade deadline coming? Those guys, I know they got back from London at 12.45 a.m. Monday morning. You know, go home and sleep three, four, five hours. We've done it, Dan. We've done it, Matt. 
and then bang, get right to the office, start working the phone, see what you could do. So, you know, was A.J. McCarron a bit of a knee-jerk? It certainly was. However, Hugh Jackson saying, hey, I need to win football games. Doesn't look like we're winning it with what we have now. I know McCarron. I know he only had three snaps this year. However, however, McCarron is a guy. We saw that it was a short, you know, you could talk about the small window. All I know is formed really well down the stretch for the Bengals. So you have that going on. They go back and forth. Now, here's this bizarre, too. And I got this right from an executive in the NFL. Browns and Bengals do not do a lot of talking. It goes back to the Paul Brown thing. You know, oh, Mike sure. Brown, his son, is still there. They don't talk. In fact, all we do is we pluck a couple of their free agents away. They try to get a couple of ours. You've got somebody. We took their top assistant, who they had earmarked to replace Marvin Lewis. But they and, couldn't stop him because you want the guy to have a job yet, Dan. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, it feels like now Cleveland fans want to run that assistant, want to run Hugh Jackson out of the building. And i got to be honest with you, Munch, the more I'm starting to find out about Sashi Brown and, and his stooges, as you call them, and, and the, the moves that they've made and players that they've wanted to take versus guys that Hugh Jackson wanted, the more I hear about it, the more I want Hugh more in charge, not less. Like, i got to yeah. tell you, he wanted Wentz, he wanted Watson, wanted Garoppolo, and they can't land this guy, not one of these quarterbacks that he wanted. And so until they get him a quarterback that he does want, or that he does feel like he can do it, and I know people are going to point out Cody Kessler to me, but he's, we're talking about a third-round pick. You passed Thank on, you. You, you, he, you passed on two first-round picks for this guy, and so I don't want to judge Hugh until I see him with a quarterback that he legitimately wanted. Well, there's something else, too, about Cody Kessler. No matter what is said, that was Sashi's and his guy's choice. Hugh Jackson, you know, took a bullet for them. I Just think. stand up. Me on this. Right. My gosh, you know what? The first three rounds of the draft for a bad team all need to play. Uh, the guys taken in the first day need to be pro bowlers. So now the McCarron thing gets better. They finally talked, and it was probably, this was not, you know, probably a Hugh Jackson to Marvin Lewis call saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we've got a lot of assets here like McCarron. Where do we go from here? And then it was passed on. But the bottom line in all this with the bungling, when everything is cut and dry, and I can talk to you about most, most <laughs> competent organizations leave fluff time, guys. Four o'clock is the end of the trade deadline. Four o'clock. Not 4.01. Not four o'clock at 30 seconds. You're like, if you're working a gig, okay, you sign on or you, you punch the clock. You're supposed to be there at 6. Not 6.01. Right. We're doing an event with the station, the street team. It's 6 o'clock, Dan. You're there to kick things off. Street team walks in 10 seconds later. They're late. They are late. late. No, yeah, I, dude, the, Munch. I worked for you. I worked for you. I learned. <laughs> I learned right from you that on time is late. You're fifteen minutes early is on time. That's where you're supposed to be. So, yeah. I, dude, the Browns are a mess. And so, I'd rather talk about a football team that can win. <laughs> Let's talk a little Ohio State. Let's talk a little Ohio State football. They went, uh, you know, they, they played Penn State. They rolled into town and got, you know, dealt with quickly. Looked a little ugly early, but oh, uh, I, but I but I said early on this season, don't, you know, leave Urban Meyer alone, leave JT Barrett, leave these guys alone. The the season will progress and they will get it together. Now I believe they're currently sixth in the coaches poll. I think is what it is. Do you think Ohio State's going to make a run for the title this year? Oh, there is no doubt in my mind. But here's one thing they need to do. Okay. They need to keep winning, simply said. They, one loss, and they're finished. You said the coaches' bowl. That's actually the, the, the playoff bowl. Okay, right, the, the playoff bowl, sorry. There. Now, here's something else, too, though, is that as long as Oklahoma keeps winning, no matter who they play, 
they will stay in front of Ohio State right. because they soundly defeated them. I know you have the old, well, when it was early in the year, it was. But now if a couple other guys should fall, and who's going to fall out of Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, you know, who's there too, uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, you know, all these other teams, Penn State's already fallen, is that if some of these guys don't fall, we will always, I say we, because you know, I'm a Buckeye honk shill at Homer, be behind Oklahoma. So just make sure a couple fall off Oklahoma does it so we can be at least fourth if they are third. And, and something else, Dan, thank you for the JT Barrett. It's almost as if, you know, it's pure ignorance, okay, pure ignorance about JT wanting to pull him out, even with his passing being suspect on occasion. He's an integral part of the running game. All I know is this, Agreed. is not only did he dispel any doubters, he finally has a catch of receivers. Hear that, Browns? Receivers that can catch the football, that he can go to one of many, but uh, something else, too. And I noted it uh, on my show on Friday. I don't know if I hit it with you guys or not, but Penn State's the kind of game where you could have, you have to have Heisman moments to win the Heisman Trophy. Troy Smith a few years ago, and by the way, if Troy, anybody knows him, I put some messages out. Troy, stay away from Dr. Dre, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But the bottom Fair line enough. with all this is not only has JT lost, vaulted himself into the Heisman race, I know Barkley had an opening kickoff return, and that just sickens me. Same way the Maryland guy ran it back against him. After that, what was Barkley? 21 carries, 44 yards. Well, he didn't do a lot to cement his Heisman stake. Still very, very good. Don't get me wrong. So now JT's being mentioned. He was brilliant. He was wonderful. Buckeyes need to keep winning. By the way, entertainment purposes only. They're 18-point favorites over Iowa. They'll win the game. I got them winning by 10 or 12. Okay, there you go. So take the you know, take the under on that. Fantone's chomping at the bit to talk abs with you, buddy. Yeah, Munch Man, I mean, honestly, there's plenty of overreaction when it comes to social media on a regular basis, but nowhere is it more what? evident than there uh, is? nowhere <laughs> is it more evident than uh Cavs Twitter and people are losing For their sure. minds, man. Um on a scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about the Cavaliers performance so far and what it means for the future? Right now I am con- and, and ordinarily if this was a year ago. I would have shoulder shrugged it, okay? It had nothing to do with Kyrie. But right now, you know what? I'm only at a three or a four. If 10 is the highest, most people are at 10. I know it's early. I'm not going to say, well, the real season starts, you know, in April. I always thought that that was a cop-out because the bottom line is if you don't play decent basketball, if you don't win games, you do not get playoff at home court advantage, which, you know, you want to have. You want to have an easier out by the other team. You, know, you, you want to get a one or a two to get a seven or eight early on to get out of there. But the things I don't like, here's what it is. And why my concern for me that's high, it seems like lack of effort. It seems like not caring. It seems like guys that, you know, I could take that step to my right to cut this guy off going to the hole, which they seem to do with impunity, and it's just not happening. Yeah, you know what? Cavs fans were jumping off the bridge with the first loss of the season, okay? Had they lost the opener, which they did not, they would have flipped out about that. So that's a fine line. But, guys, here's something tonight. You do not want to get embarrassed in Washington, D.C. And I guarantee you, John Wall, Bradley Beal, and those guys, they want to embarrass the Cavaliers. They're kind of like stepsons a little bit, you know what I mean? Like sure. second cousins, like, yeah. like, like the rented car. They're like the rented car, and they want to show that they belong. Cavaliers got to play good, good basketball tonight and make that extra step and make that extra pass and do what they need to do, 
or they can get blown out in a big, big way, then maybe my concern level would go up one more that they couldn't stop a major wound. There's Mark Munch Bishop with awesome, awesome insights to all your local sports teams. Catch Munch weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, thanks again for joining us, my man. I appreciate it. Gentlemen, and we're going to have a good time and get all turned up with the charge. When they start. Oh, hashtag charge up, baby. We're dude. making it happen. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Munch just said turn up, dude. That is, oh, me? Yeah, that's my favorite thing that's ever happened on the radio in the history. Dude, screw Marconi. That's the greatest thing that's ever happened on the radio. Munch, thanks again, buddy. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled, guys. Thank you. It's an honor to be on your show. You know that. I love you, buddy. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Phantom, we got Foo Fighters tickets. Let's get, those, let's get these people hooked up with those next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. And Rock 106.9 will get you hooked up with these Foo Fighters tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Man, I'm bummed out about having to work tomorrow night, Phantom, because UFC 217's on tomorrow. <sighs> Saturday, November 4th, obviously. Right. Michael Bispin and uh, GSP fight for the main event, but local kid turned good. Cody No Love Garbrandt taking out TJ Dillashaw once again. Dude, Cody Garbrandt, Cody No Love, 11 0 his record is. He's a fighting champion, dude. Pride of Yurksville down there, right? 82% KO, TKO rate. Wow. Wow. 135 pounds that kid is, and I bet he can knock you out cold with one. Oh, no question, dude. No question. I'll weigh the guy by 150 pounds and still kick your ass up and down the street. For sure he would. Dude, I heard the other day he's practicing Michael Jackson moves for when he wins. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's going to be for when he wins, dude. Cody Garbrandt loves dancing in the middle of the ring. I I remember the last fight where I was like, dude, quit showboating and knock this kid out. There was a little bit, but he's brand building. Like, he's trying to fill that, well, Connor's probably not going to fight a lot. Actually, Connor McGregor came out the other day and said, unless he's made partner, he's not going to fight. Which I would assume means that his fighting career is over. I do. Yeah, I, I Dana White's one of those guys he does not like to give in, and you got to be careful doing that if you're Dana White, because your sport's so new that just because Connor's top of the pops right now doesn't mean he's always going to be the, there could be a guy coming up right behind him that's going to be big. I mean right. remember had you done that you'd be beholden to Chuck Liddell right now right the ice man would still right. be like no exactly. bro you're cutting me off a piece of exactly. that exactly so no 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 I um and I think it's going to be hard for Conor McGregor to hear no after he got that huge payday you know what I mean like it's just going to be hard for him well, to especially when Vince McMahon's probably hanging out in the other room like come on bro, bro. I got the money I got it right here come be here you don't even have to really fight anybody here <laughs> right right you just got to like fly off the top rope and stuff. Um, the only thing I'll say about that is I think Conor McGregor would also have a hard time starting over at zero. You know, don't get me wrong, he'd come in there and be a name. I was going to say, they're not going to NXT him. Well, I don't know. They're at least going to train him for a little while. It's not like you can just like jump over and be like, No, they're going to want the, they're going to want it to look good and he's going to, so you're going to have to learn how how that works, which is why NXT is a great brand. I mean, the WWE, even though it's not my form of entertainment, you can't argue with the intelligence that goes into the brand. I mean, dude, they take you from guys like you don't know them. Now you love them because of the NXT. Now you move them over to the like to the official like WWE, and to, so you've loved these guys their entire career. Smart. This uh, this coming Monday will be oh, no. will be. Why did I open the damn door? Twenty fifth anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Twenty five years. The longest weekly episodic show on television. Every single week runs and runs an episode. You know, new like runs. Are they new counting episodes. Monday Night Football on that? 
Uh, I think sporting events probably different. Different. Saying like an episode okay. of television. All right, that's different. Okay. News different. It's Still, not right. It's, it's not. You it's know, not going to be sixty minutes. You can't right. Be meet the press, but right. But when it comes to an episode of television, which Monday Night Raw is the longest running television show, at least that's what they claim. Monday Night Raw came out before The Simpsons. Well, you got to think though. The Simpsons doesn't run every week. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they run okay. every single week with a new program. Okay, this is how like CBS tells you they got the number one shows. It's because it's the number one show. Really, when you look at it, read the fine print. It's Thursday nights at nine thirty. I mean, but think about think about every single week. Yo, new show, new show. New yeah, show. I mean, it's nobody al- else does that. It's always there. That's the thing. That's like that's what I mean. I'll give Vince that he makes the product available to you. And 365, yeah, you're right. Like, dude, they don't take breaks. Smart. As much as I dislike it, and it's not, I don't even hate it. It's just, I just don't enjoy it. And, and I don't know why. Like, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because I saw some commercial for some, I don't know, pay-per-view thing that was happening. I was like, oh, my right. God, Fantel's going to be super annoying about that. Okay. And I was like, I, why can't I get into this? Because all it is is suspension of disbelief. Which is what you have to have going into any good movie, any good TV. Like yesterday, again, I was like watching Mine Hunters on Netflix again, right? Okay, trying to go back and like maybe pick on some, uh, you know, on some stuff that I missed. And I have to suspend disbelief for like to, to get into this Star Wars. It's not like exact, there's lightsabers. Great I mean. example. And for some reason, Men in Leotards with suplexes is like the bridge too far for me. Fifty years ago, I understood it because they were still presenting it as real. But ever since like the '80s, when they said like, "Hey, this is sports entertainment as opposed to actual sports," I don't know why it's held to a different standard than it any re- other work of fiction. It is though. It really is. It's held to a different standard. For some reason, like, I don't know, like, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't insert myself into this. I can't get into it. It's probably a good thing you're not inserting yourself into anything when it comes to John Cena, buddy. Yeah. I hate John Cena. Love him. One of my one of my celebrities that I will mourn when he dies if I live longer. Is that right? Oh yeah, dude. I don't know who my third is, but LeBron, John Cena, and I don't. Who's know Who's your who. favorite wrestler of all time? Is it John Cena? Mm, no, I'd probably have to say Shawn Michaels. That's HBK, not BBC. Shawn Michaels, um, but Cena's on my Mount Rushmore for sure. Give me the give me the Mount Rushmore wrestlers. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Hogan for what he meant to the industry. Now this is just strictly WWE pre end tapes. I'm, I'm going Hogan. Yeah, okay. pre end tapes, of course. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, that's a good pick. Shawn Michaels and John Cena. Those are my four for sure. Man, two newer guys, huh? No Rock. Um, I can't put. My, I, could, I could pick either Austin or The Rock. That was kind of my thought. Was like I got to pick one of Stone those Cold's, two guys. Uh, yeah, that's fair. He Stone Cold's the one that made it happen. No Macho Man, huh? Him or Hogan. Hogan's the one who made it happen. No Ultimate Warrior. Hogan. No Undertaker. Undertaker or HBK. That was my pick. Is which one am I going to pick there? This whole morning, <laughs> we've talked about video games, wrestling, and the Cleveland Browns. God, I love Friday, man. <laughs> nah, don't come up with a plan. Just go in there. Turn on the mics. Friday. Friday is the best day. It was going to be good. Of the week. So there's been a lot of like marijuana hysteria. If you yeah. legalize it, everybody's gonna get out the weed. It turns out that may not be exactly true. We have Foo Fighters tickets, so before we get into this weed story, let's pass these out. We'll take caller twenty right now at one eight hundred two four three seven six two five on Foo Fighters tickets. Also, a thousand dollars up for grabs next on the Sands Race. Six nine. 
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Minutes away now from getting you hooked up with this $1,000. That imaging is not true, by the way. I just want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> it's first Friday. We can give each other a reach around. You don't know. Now watch now as I'll get in trouble for saying it. Stand even right, though, come in here. Stand right, come in here. Even though the imaging literally just said it. Watch now as I'll get in trouble. Why don't you come into my office, Stansberry? 806, you said reach around. You're damn right I did. Jeez. Honestly, the first time I heard that, I was like, wow, that's that, that's pretty graphic for Rock 106.9. That's pretty graphic for my 106.9. I wasn't, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was going to happen there. Coming up at 930, we'll talk to uh, Can Charge 2 guard John Holland as their season gets underway tomorrow night. Correct. I'm excited, man. I am. I'm pumped about charge season. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, you got your charge on, like, you know, uh, track jacket on there. November 15th is the season opener. Tickets are still available. Cantoncharge.com, Canton Civic Center. You can go uh, buy a pair there as well. Um, but it's going to be a, uh, hopefully, one hell of a season. Uh, hopefully, the charge making that push towards the NBA G League Championship. I like and it. They, dude, they've got a bunch of decent players. Um, uh, John Holland's one of their two way guys. Uh, a big man from the NBA, former Cleveland Cavalier Kendrick Perkins will be the starting center. Who's the dude from our hometown? Oh, God, what's that guy's name? There is somebody from Twinsburg. Mike Williams, I want to say. Or, okay. I, I, Sorry, look at me asking you questions you don't know the answer to. No, but you're right. You're right. There is a dude from Twinsburg, and uh, I will make sure that, uh, that, that you know. Yeah, I want to meet that t- guy. Tigers are represented well here. I want to meet that guy. Well, we'll talk to John Holland. He'll be in studio coming up around 930. So there's a lot of hysteria around marijuana in the country. And one of the reasons why people have felt like for years and years why we don't legalize is, well, if you legalize it, then everybody's going to start smoking weed. And I've always kind of maintained that, like, I don't know just because you, if you make something legal that people that don't do it now are just going to be like, now, maybe there might be a little interest, like, okay, well, now there's no harm and maybe me seeing, but I don't, I never really predicted, like, a huge uptick in usage just because you, it was going to be legal. Well, it's not like it's not accessible, you know what I'm saying? Yes, right. it's illegal, but it, honestly, Right, just check your kid's dresser drawer, you'll find all the weed you need. I can remember being in high school, it was so much easier to buy weed than it was alcohol. I For sure, get, still I could, is. I could get weed all day as a, as a minor, but I couldn't get alcohol, which kind of you know, flies in the face of that. And also, isn't the argument all the freaking time, uh, dude, criminals aren't going to obey laws anyway, so it's like, well, then if we legalize weed, is it really, really going to matter there? Thank you. Right. According to a Pew Research Revealed study, they say here, 53% of Americans support marijuana legalization. That's recreationally. They say the steep rise in marijuana use in the United States since 2005 has nothing to do with the fact that more and more states are legalizing it recreationally, but more about the fact that, honestly, people are just losing the fear of it. That because they can tell that their neighbors' attitudes towards marijuana have changed, that they don't feel like they're being judged as like a dirty criminal if they take part in the activity. And you feel... um and even in a blind study where they're like, you know, nobody has any way of knowing your answers. People, especially in the past, I'm sure felt, if not ashamed, at the very least a little worried that, hey, I'm admitting to doing something illegal. Once that stigma has kind of dropped, it's like, well, of course people in surveys are going to be more open about their usage when you don't, like you said, feel like a dirty, gross criminal. I still do kind of feel like a criminal a little bit, and that's why I am pushing as hard as I am for legalization. They say here that marijuana legal states have been steadfast on strengthening efforts towards like getting rid of the black market sales as marijuana users are still buying product from illegal sources even in states where it's legal. Which I, I, they say here the reason why is pricing. They say because legal marijuana dispensaries are taxing it on top of what users will say is already an inflated price, which is going to be true. Sure. 
But again, this is why if it's legal in every state, price comes down. It's much like electronics, right? 4K TVs come out and they're $10,000 because only one person has them. Right. Once everybody starts to buy them, then what happens? TVs are 500 bucks. As a matter of fact, which by the way, I was watching something the other day yeah. and I saw an ad in 1977 for a color TV's 400 bucks. And meanwhile, dude, you can go get a you can go get a nice flat screen color TV today for 500. So everybody talks to me about how how expensive everything is today. Why is the TV cost the same as much the same amount as it did in 1977? I thought the prices of everything was out of control. Weed, video games, and apparently televisions are the three things that are inflation proof, right there. They just don't happen. Um, I, 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 I guess when you're when you're looking at marijuana and the thing with it, it's like if you're buying buying black market in Colorado, if you're buying black market in Washington D.C. where it's legal, if you got if you want to make the proposal of like. Much harsher criminal sentencing. That's what will that. happen. I think that's one hundred percent valid. That's what's going to happen. Think, I think that's that's very fair. Now, I guess you can make the argument though of how many dudes are making homebrews at, at their house, but you're not selling those out of your trunk. You know, if you get busted selling homemade wine for a profit for you know not paying taxes on it, you should go to jail too. So, like, yeah, black market weed should. I mean, honestly, it should be a harsher punishment than it is for like people in Ohio that deal with it. I, I just, I, I don't understand it. I, I'll always go back to Colorado already sent the money back to the taxpayers. It's not like this thing like like in the air that maybe one day they'll make enough money to do it. The money's already back in their mailboxes. I don't under, I thought greed alone would have moved America off of this by now. I don't understand. It could be grown here, cultivated here, sold here. Don't need a single other country to do a single thing. We have the land. We have indoor places where we can do this. I don't understand this. This could be the fix-all for everything, but you don't want to do it. And I maintain it's because you have to walk back that 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 language and that mentality that you tell kids they can't be successful if they smoke marijuana. Now, look, if I had a sophomore in high school, I wouldn't want my kids smoking joints either. But I'm talking about grown-ups. Why can't grown-ups do what grown-ups want to do? I don't get it. Especially when we can make a ton of money and implement more jobs. I don't understand this. You have got to get over the fear of this. Meanwhile, dude, my buddy just got back from Vegas. He was like, look, man, I know you're going out for Christmas. He's like, just so you know, we waited outside of a dispensary for 45 minutes to get in. Jeez, dude, legal weed, pretty popular. Think about that. Right, that that goes to show. You tell me one business in Canton, Ohio, where you would stand in line for 45 minutes to get in there. Literally, there isn't one. Well, Melt's about to open. (laughs) Fair enough. That's probably about it, though. Fair enough. We have $1,000. You'll have it right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. ROCK 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. ROCK 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 coming up at 910. Also, talk to uh, Cavs, uh, I'm sorry, Charge Guard, John Holland. He'll be in studio around 9.30. I mean, he's the, uh, he's the two-way affiliate player for the Cleveland Cavaliers, formerly with the Boston Celtics there for a minute, too. So, uh, you know, he's had experience, played, you know, European ball, played, obviously, he played with Boston um, in, in his college days and has played in the NBA and will be in the G League coming up this November 15th. So we'll talk to him around 9.30 this morning. All season long, we'll be talking to charge players, getting you guys hooked up with tickets and the like. It'll be good stuff. 
I have many, many, many times on this program have sung the praises of a book I read that I believe helped me with my financial life. Now, if you if you're if you keep up with me on social media recently, I've been complaining about my finances a little, and it's because I had an unexpected expense fall from the sky. Okay. And so things got a little bit expensive. It's one of the things that led to me cutting the cord. I realized I'm like, eh, I've just been kind of putting my money in the wrong places maybe a little bit. And, uh, you know, paying for things I don't use a ton. I wasn't watching a ton of cable. And so I was like, all right, maybe we'll just cut the cord. But one, the book I read, and it did, it kind of like helped me budget better and get my financial life more in line. And it was, it's a book called Total Money Makeover by a guy named Dave Ramsey. Now, Dave Ramsey also has a radio show. He's a little right-wing-ish, and he's a very much a God guy. We disagree a lot on that, but his systems for you know saving money absolutely fundamentally work. I implemented them while running a small business, and it helped me with that, and I've uh, used them in my personal life, and it's helped me with that. And one of the things Dave Ramsey preaches in his books is rent-to-own is no good. Like, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Okay. Right now, I know that that's not practical for a lot of people. It, depending on the purchase, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I couldn't just go buy my car, so right. you, you finance a car. Now but. he does tell you in the book he, you should streamline all the way down, only buy cars you can pay cash for. I think it's a little unrealistic for a lot of people in right. their situations. Right. Ideally, it probably would be the best thing for you to do, but ultimately, it's not going to be practical for, for the human being. But, but 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 financing something through a dealership or through a, your credit card is different than rent to. Very different than rent to own. And he like goes off on this and says, don't ever do it. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it was just earlier this week, maybe uh, middle of last week, I was talking about how I want to get a washer and dryer for my apartment. I have the hookups in my apartment. I don't, and not downstairs in the basement, like in my actual unit. Right. And I have never bought them since moving here. And I just haven't. And I get my laundry like done and like, you know, uh, it's like wash and fold and drop it off, pick it up. And it's not too much money. It's not like it's crazy expensive, but it's probably more money than I should spend on it. Yeah, I mean, especially once you consider that you're doing it every week or two weeks there. I mean, how many times, how many weeks would it take for you to have bought that washer and dryer? Not that many, right? So somebody sent me this article, and it's all about, and I'm not going to give you the company's name. Everybody knows who they are, but I'm sure they advertise here at the radio station, so I'm not going to like look to like bury them. But there's like a rent-to-own company that is like the rent-to-own company. Okay. And they're in the crosshairs now. As a Virginia real estate investor, Olivia Quinn says she lost a mortgage due to this place. Okay. She, they failed to correct her credit report that she had paid off her rented merchandise not once, Fantone, but twice. So what had happened was she paid it off. And then she went to apply for a loan for her house. And what had happened was is they had sent the money that she had owed to a third-party collector, even though it had already been paid off. And so then she had the payoff letter, and the company said, we don't care. You're paying us the money. Paid it again. And then they didn't fix it on her credit report, and so then her her application for her mortgage fell through. Yeah, once you once you have something go to collections, I mean, that does become a different issue because they essentially bought your debt. They bought your They're loan. They're paying. They, right, right, right. So, like, that's that's where that – and, the, yeah, you could pull up the rent-a-center thing, but the, the loan collection companies, I don't care. So shareholders of the company themselves have filed a lawsuit against the company that they argued they have shoddy record-keeping and that – that has sure. damaged the business, which, of course, the shareholders are like, dude, if you do something that negatively affects the perception of this business, we got to fix this because our money's on the line. Um, the thing I'll say about that is that, like, I don't know if the reputation of this business is nearly as important as other th- businesses, just based on the fact that I think most people go into a 
rental um, agreement like this, a rent-to-own, I don't want to say the name of the business, but they go into these places kind of in desperate situations. So it's not so much like you almost know you're getting ripped off as you sign the paperwork, you know what I mean? Or you're you're willfully ignorant to it. You pay more money in this country the, the, the less money you have. Oh, the poorer you are, the, har- the, the yes, harder more, life is. 100%. Like everybody knows that they can prey on you because honestly, and it's partially your fault, and it's partially the fault of systems that are set up to, to rig it against you to always keep you broke. There's money for people for people who have money in this country. There's always going to be money and making sure people who don't have money never get it. I um I am certainly not the most financially responsible person in the world, but one of the things that I've tried too to many work- WWE t-shirts for that statement. <laughs> one of uh one of the things I've tried to work with with students that I mentor at Project Rebuild is finances and just explaining the concepts of like you know rent to own versus credit versus all these things. It's very confusing if you haven't had somebody kind of lay that path out for you in life. I always if, say that schools should be more involved in teaching this kind of stuff versus like algebra. If your parents weren't necessarily financially literate, it's very hard to wrap your head around like credit and what you would resp- how you responsibly use credit because in their mind it's like everybody I've ever known that's had a credit card has ruined themselves with it. Therefore, I don't want a credit card. And I'm like, "No, guys, this is what you could use to like get yourself ahead. This is kind of how you can do it." But trying to trying to wrap your head around a, a, a financial thought like that when you don't have somebody showing you it it's no wonder that places that rent to own and get you get charged an astronomical amount of interest and you get ripped off in the end you you buy a thousand dollar tv for twenty five hundred dollars it's because they're willfully preying on people who don't so know got, finances i've got some numbers here a Vizio soundbar with subwoofer which is essentially giving you surround sound system for your tv I okay believe, right a Vizio soundbar with subwoofer will retail at Amazon at $148. Okay, that's what I was going to say. $150 was my guess there. By the time you pay it off at rent-to-own, it's $780. Jeez, dude. Jeez. $780. At a rental rate of $15 a week, a customer could save the money for 10 weeks and buy the item with cash. That's, that, that's insane. Now, people have a hard time saving that money. They feel like that money's going to be gone, therefore I can't, you know... Now, they say that their prices are higher because of delivery setup and other services, oh. but any other any other appliance store offers you... Now, you probably pay for it. They probably say free delivery, and it's probably an upcharge somewhere else on the bill, but still, you're going to pay a lot less money. Yeah, and I mean, you could go buy that and have Best Buy come out with the Nerd Squad deliver it, and you're still not paying $750 on it. And I mean, is it really $600 worth of delivery and, 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 and setup fees there? That's ridiculous. So, there's a Another woman here in Florida signed a, who signed a contract except with with a, with acceptance now, and this is like the company they they use to like do Finance, this. Right. She signed a she signed a three year contract agreeing to pay two hundred and one dollars a month. She made monthly payments for fifteen months and then returned the couch. Their records, the company shows she had paid three thousand dollars. She assumed she was close to paying off her account because she no longer had the couch, which she recalls cost thirteen hundred or two thirds the total for the furniture. So the the cost of it was thirteen hundred. She ended up paying more than three thousand dollars. You started this story with she signed a contract, and there is that's what they're going to say. Well, there's a very valid point there of you buyer beware. You are signing contracts. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. But at the same time, there's some sort of like uh, responsibility here on the end of the business where it's like you are preying on poor people. It's one of those things where my dad used to tell me all the time growing up, Daniel. If something sounds too good to be true, it's because 
because it is too good to be true. And like, there is something about this. Like, you need the the problem is is this is that you need things to sit on. You need things for your kids to sit on. And furniture is expensive. Which, by the way, let's somebody should really be doing the expose on that about the fact that my buddy owns a furniture store and he Uh. claims it's three hundred and fifty percent markup. Jeez, three. 50. Hey, it's Stansbury here for his buddy's furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not in Ohio. I would do that, though. I would, abs- would. I would absolutely do it. But, man, I got to be honest. And, again, if you haven't read that book yet, it will really it will save you so much. Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. That book will save you so much money. It's crazy how much money I was able to save following his steps. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.10, another opportunity for you to score yourself $1,000. We'll give you your next keyword at 9.10. Also, people keep ruining pizza. We'll get into okay. that at 9.10. Let me ask you this question, though. All right. It's National Sandwich Day. All right. Sandwiches. All right. Who has the best sandwich in Canton, Ohio? It's at Sandsbury Show is my Twitter handle. At Fantone is his. Can all re- you can also reach us at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. I'm trying to figure out who has the best sandwich in Canton, Ohio. Because when I start thinking about sandwiches, now, obviously, you're talking burgers, a couple of different places you can go there. I know George's is the big one, you know, if you want a really good burger. But when I start thinking about sandwiches, I think... The chains are what stop popping up in my mind. Like Two pop belly. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, that that would be better. Okay. But like pop bellies has got great sandwiches, but that's kind of like a chain. Like yeah, who has little... Canton's best sandwich? I wonder. Well, I think it's uh maybe a little premature for me to say, but uh, tomorrow I will be attending the soft opening of the new Melt in Belden Village right there. So right out of the gate, we got to put them as a contender. Right? Fair. I mean, I, it's I get bro. It's delicious. Yeah. I mean, I lived walking distance from the original location in Lakewood for like five years. So dude, I've had all the melt that anybody's ever going to have. And it's still amazing. I, I know there's going to be people out there who are like, oh, I've never had melt. It's not that good. You guys overhype everything. You're just saying no, it because it's delicious. So here's the thing. Like it's great. The Food Network is kind of like blows businesses up, right? Like they roll right. into town and you know, those go- the those guys like all film their shows at these restaurants and then they blow up. I can tell you from experience, having lived in Cleveland a long time, a bunch of those restaurants, there was, I'm not going to give you the name, but there was a Mexican restaurant that was like to die for in Cleveland. They hit the Food Network. They got so popular, they couldn't keep up with the demand. Uh, the food's not as good. Uh, Where Melt is completely the opposite. Like I went to the one here in Farallon, it was awesome. Went to the one on the east side, awesome. The Lakewood location, still awesome. So I would ama- I would imagine that the Canton location is going to be good. Dude, Matt Fish knows what he's doing. Like that guy knows what he's doing. I think it actually opens Monday, but like I said, I'll be going to the soft opening on Saturday night. Um, other local places that I would definitely put on the list. Uh, we got to shout out Delhi, Ohio, downtown Ooh, Canton. That's good stuff, good right one there. there. Um, not exactly sandwiches, but in the sandwich adjacent world, is that's a wrap downtown? I feel oh, like that's kind of that's a wrap. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's a wrap. Is e- if you ask me, is easily the most underrated restaurant in downtown Canton. I won't okay. say the whole city, okay. But in when people talk about downtown, you hear about George's a lot. You yep. hear, don't get me wrong, Cultured Waffle Company is yep. fantastic. Macho Nacho is really good, but you don't hear people talking about that's a wrap as much as some of those other places. And the food's always good, really well priced, and always really really fast. That's a wrap is easily the most underrated restaurant in downtown Canton. When when you bring up downtown. And 
when you say George's, do we count burgers as sandwiches? Because I will put a George's burger towards the top of the best sandwiches. If we were going to include burgers for National Sandwich Day, then yes, it would be egregious not to add George's into it because their burgers are that good. I would prefer, for for the sake of this conversation, to keep it sandwiches. I'm being told Kennedy's Barbecue's got a really good barbecue sandwich. I've never been. Kennedy? Who's telling you that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Clayton says Kennedy's Barbecue's got a great barbecue sandwich. I've never had it. I would would like to try that. Sure, and just because he's right across the hallway and I'm worried he's going to like come over and punch me if I don't say it. TD's tailgate and grill. Great sandwiches. They're all over the place. That's fair. Gotcha, Scott. That's fair, because he will. He'll whine, <laughs> he will. It, he'll he whine will. like a baby. We're talking about local restaurants. You didn't tell me about it, but no. Yeah. TD, dude, TD's is delicious. Yeah. So. Look at me not talking about it. TD's is fantastic. I, I, dude, I feel like, you know, and I guess the audience will help us out here, but maybe we need to go on a sandwich world tour or something. I think I do. It's just all sandwiches all day. Because again, like when, when the question got brought up, when I, I started thinking about it, I was like, well, I don't, why are all the chains jumping to the front of my mic? Because there's so many. Oh, you know who's got great sandwiches here? Is grinders right? Oh, Grinder, yeah, 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 yeah. Grinders, grinders has got answer. fantastic sandwiches. Good I uh, like grinders, and I'll tell you why. The me, whenever me and my girlfriend go there, and this is always like to me the signal of a good restaurant is if there's a bunch of people that are like uh, two generations older than me, and grandparents love grinders, dude. They're just why does that mean there. it's good? I just feel their like, taste buds are probably no, burned because, off because old people don't deal with as much crap anymore. They're 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 almost into the into the casket. They're, they're every day they're getting closer to death, and they know this could be my very last meal. This could be it for me. I've gotta I've gotta take advantage of it. So you go to grinders. You're right. Stuff. Honestly, you are right. It, it Older people seem to love grinders. And honestly, it was the first place I took my mom when she came here. Like, my mom came to visit out of the blue, didn't announce it, rolled up to the radio station. She flew in from Vegas, did not tell me. And she and I was like, well, where do I take my mom for lunch? And immediately I was like, well, she'll, I'll take her to grinders. That's where the rest of the 70-year-old people are. Let's take her there. Sure enough, her and her friend loved it. It's nice, too, because grinders kind of runs on the same hours as we do. Most of their clientele wakes up at 3 a.m. and is in bed by 7, so it, like, fits the Stansberry show perfectly. That's fair. That's fair. fair. So there's something happening with younger generation men, the millennial dudes, that okay. I that I don't get. What do I have to take responsibility for now? What did we ruin? <laughs> what did I ruin? I know I ruined something. Fat told you're 33. You're a guy. You ruined everything. Well, Friday morning. Okay. You're, you're ruining that. <laughs> All right. You're ruining that. Why, Dude, my friend is calling me on my cell phone right now. It's Radio quarter, show going on, bitch. Quarter to nine. What do you think I'm doing? Come on. So I guess future dads now are doing this thing called Dachelor parties instead of bachelor parties. Okay. And what they're doing is they're they're saying here we're sick and tired of like you know the the, the you know the baby to be parties being just you know solely for mom. Um, you know it's it's a significant uh, milestone for any man I think when they become a father and maybe there should be a little bit more celebration and kind of a little bit more like recognition of of what you did there maybe. Dachelor parties they say are are uh, germ- are um. Like luxurious getaways with the boys, where they can celebrate impending fatherhood with shots. They say women get a baby shower with finger sandwiches and games and pastel wrapped gifts. Dudes are reportedly taking things to hangover level extremes, you know, via the movie. They say here, we, the one guy says here, we just got bottles of champagne, magnums of vodka. People were ordering steaks. We had oysters everywhere. This was a guy talking about his pre baby Las Vegas shindig. The celebration also involved a baby doll clad a onesie who was photographed with vodka bottles. Now that to me right there, if, if there's ever a picture that proves you're not ready to be 
a dad, that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, this whole concept of 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 like, all right, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go get hammered. I'm gonna spend money in Vegas and eat steaks and oysters. Like, that's the exact opposite of what a baby shower is supposed to be. A baby shower is supposed to be like, all right, for all this baby. For, the, for the community to come together, the community of people you know, your loved ones, your friends, your coworkers to come together, and everyone chips in a little bit for the betterment of that child. Here's diapers. Here's a crib. Here's whatever the hell they're giving you. This is you being a selfish prick going out there to Vegas, wasting money before that baby gets here. You're just going to go blow through cash like that, dude? It's no a wa- fair point. No wonder your wife hates you. No wonder. Dachelor parties or manstorms, oh, as they are sometimes called, are a celebration recognizing that a father-to-be has a lot of responsibility headed his way, so it's an excuse for he to get together with his buddies and be irresponsible one last time. Okay. They, listen to this. This masculine phenomenon has been on the rise over the last few years with Pinterest searches. Which, oh, dude, well, what is? What are dudes doing on Pinterest? Just being as masculine as possible, right there. Let's, I didn't know guys were allowed on Pinterest. I, 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 I've never like. I don't have experience with that. I don't know what. Pinterest. Yeah, I didn't know guys were allowed on that. I thought like a picture of your boobs unlocked that app. Like oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure we were allowed to use it. They say man showers are growing by a. 149% since 2015. Man shower sounds like the title of a gay pornography film, right? Just man showers everywhere. Like, I don't feel like... I don't oh know my god, there's even, like, synchronized outfits for this stuff now. Like, the guy, the one guy's, like, they're wearing the shirt that says, Dachelor Party, and it's got, Jeez. like, the weekend written on it, and then the, the, on the back of them, every other guy in the party has babysitter, babysitter, and then baby daddy. I, I'm I, telling you right now, dude, if I'm friends with you and you invite me to this, I'm not, not coming. Going, not going. I, I, I fully support the idea of men do need to create a little bit more of a sense of community with each other. I think it's very easy for us as middle-aged guys to kind of lose track of friendships and act like it doesn't matter, but it kind of does. But this isn't the avenue to do it, dude. I'm all for you guys having a weekend of like, dude, let's go out in the, you know, let's go out in the woods and get drunk or let's go somewhere and do this. We'll party it up. But it, dude, to do it in the name of your child, I feel like that's kind of cheap. That's a little strange. Right. I'm not sure if I if I like that one a whole lot. Going back to World Sandwich Day, okay. Kylie says, I don't know if you've ever had it, Sansbury, but a double trouble from John George's in Ooh. Maslin is a staple here. Double trouble? Yeah, I I've like never that. I've I never like heard that. of that restaurant. I've never heard of that sandwich, but Kylie, you talked me right into that one. I'll probably get that done before the end of the weekend. We have $1,000. You're going to get hooked up with it next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have $1,000 up for grabs here momentarily. A lot of people have been reaching out to me via Twitter and uh, Facebook asking me, dude, are you upset that you got the, the you know, your iPhone before the new, uh, you know, the iPhone X is yeah, out now? Yeah, are you? And so, no, I'm not. And this is uh, probably a little known fact. But the iPhone X is essentially my phone, the iPhone 8 Plus, in the 8 size that's all it is and so like the, okay. the, the regular eight this i guess the, i don't know all the like the inner workings of it but the sure. iphone 8 plus is essentially more powerful it's got the pixels you want all that stuff you want the x is just my phone in a smaller version so i i know i already have that phone i gotta get a new phone dude Do i've been you? thinking about it yeah i mean mine's okay like it's all right but i'm up for an upgrade and my phone the only problem with it is like the battery life is just taking a dump 
Just like, they know, man. It's two years two and a years day. And yep, and yep, and yep. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got to get it to a charger literally right now. Yeah. So I've been I've been thinking about it, and I just haven't pulled the trigger. I don't know if I'm going to go back to iPhone. I was happy with my Android last time. You, um, since I've known you, you've had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I usually do switch it up because I'm just like, I don't you know. Get bored of stuff? Well, they're all powerful com- supercomputers in your pocket. So there's a little bit of me. It's like, well, let's see what happens when I get this one, which is why I'm kind of leaning towards the uh, the Google phone. The, and the, the Pixel. They just came out with the second generation of it. Yeah, so I bet that is nice. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I bet Google probably makes a pretty decent product. I've never had one of those, but I, I would imagine that those are going to be pretty good. You've had how many jobs? Dude, 35 plus. 35 I mean, honestly, jobs. Honestly, more, more jobs than years I've been alive. Do you have like a great, this is my last day, so I'm going to do this on my way out story? Uh, yeah, good enough one. There was a uh, there was a restaurant I was working at in the Akron Merriman Valley down there, right next to Timbertop. Not real hard to figure out which one I'm talking about is it is fine dining, but I, uh, I had oh, some yeah, serious... Oh yeah, I've heard stories about that place I've from had you some, before. I had, some, I had some serious issues with that place, and when I left, I kind of like wrote this like essentially an open letter, and it blasted the ownership. I mean, there was one, like the mother was good, and the two children were just nightmares of people so i like dude, i just laid it out on both of these people an open letter like an open letter and what did i you did, send it to him well what i did is it's like on my last day i had three copies i left one on each one of their desks and then i had like 10 other copies printed and i just started handing them out to people and i walked out i'm like all right i'm done so, man pre-facebook yeah. Just- yeah. Had to, something had to go viral back then baby it's hard to go viral yeah. in the stamp world yeah, but, no, but, but, uh, but honestly I, I was it was just one of those it was one of those situations where number one it's a serving job I knew I could go get another one and uh, there's there's a point I think everyone has that line in the sand where it's like dude you can treat me like crap for so long but eventually it's like F you dude and I'm, I'm gonna do it in a very public fashion so a guy was uh, uh, apparently or somebody rather I'm sorry was leaving Twitter okay gonna leave the company okay and before they walked out, had shut down the Twitter account for the president, Donald Trump. They shut it down. Jeez. It was like 11 minutes, apparently, his Twitter was down yesterday. Okay. And, like, all the all the blogs were all over it. Like, they, you know, because that's all he does is tweet. Like, legitimately, is tweet and play golf. That's what that's what the guy's all about. No matter how you feel about him, what your thoughts are, it's he undeniable tweets a lot. that Twitter has been an essential part of his political success. You, you can't deny it. 287 days in office, he's played 76 times. 76 times he's played golf, by the way. That's a lot. That's a, For a guy that plays a lot, that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. That's, I mean, that's a lot. Especially, again, I'm not going to knock it, but he was constantly bitching about how much Obama played golf. That's all he ever did was bitch about that. And it's like, dude, you've played once every three days since being in office. That's a lot. Seems like a lot. So, like, I thought this was kind of funny. I was surprised, and actually, Fantone's the one that brought my my attention to this. Is like, dude, I can't believe this random dude had access. No matter if you work for Twitter or not, you would think there'd be like a list of like fifty users where like only like the top tier people at Twitter would have access. Yeah, I mean, I understand if you're you know a part of Twitter's. Uh, technical support, and you are sometimes going to have to go out there and suspend accounts. I wouldn't think you could suspend LeBron's account. I wouldn't right. think you could suspend, you know, uh, President Trump's account. Right, even more powerful than LeBron right. there. And thank God it got turned back on, otherwise we would have missed golden gems like this. Pocahontas just stated the Democrats, led by the legendary crooked Hillary Clinton, rigged the primaries. Let's go FBI and Justice Department. I mean, did we miss out on golden gems like that? A little Pocahontas action right there. Dude. I mean, right? Like that's nuts. I mean, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. As a guy who has like you know the sense of humor of a fifteen-year-old, I think it's funny. 
But I'm not sure that that's what really should be happening from that account. Uh, from the president, from the desk of the president. There, that's all fair. Um, I will say, and I know we're up against the clock. I mean, slams. I, I mean, why would you change your behavior if nobody's made you change it to thus far? That's a fair There's argument. There's been no punishments. There's been no like comeuppance for you. So yeah, dude, slam whoever you want on Twitter. I will say, if Obama would have used like slams. Oh, dude, come on. Oh, I know. We know there's a different standard at this point. I mean, I, yeah, there definitely is a different standard. Like I thought about this yesterday too. Like, he was on Fox, and they were talking about what was it? Uh, it's jobs open in the State Department. He's like, yeah, I'm not filling those. Who cares about those? I'm the only one that matters. And I was like, dear God, imagine if the first black president in the country was like, yeah, I'm the only one that matters. Um, before we go to break and before we give away this thousand bucks, I do just want to say is like the card carrying token liberal of of the Stansberry show and really. I don't know, Canton, Ohio. Um, it's garbage what happened with Bernie Sanders in the Democratic primary there. I would agree. So, I mean, you, you never you never criticize Democrats. Well, there I, you go. You know, and I, I, I remember saying during the race that the argument was we're not supposed to vote for Donald because of what a terrible person he is. And that's what everybody kept saying, you know, during the election is that, well, he's a bad person. And I remember I must have said it 2,000 times in here. Well, if that's the case, Bernie Sanders was the best person person in the race. I'm not sure he had the best policies, but he was the best. I believe he was the best of the three human beings. And then that's why I felt like, all right, well, maybe him, because I feel like at least he's probably a decent, where I didn't think Hillary ultimately was a decent person deep down inside. I just didn't. Fair. I voted for her, but I just didn't think she was a decent person all the way deep down inside. She just kind of comes off as like evil to me. Speaking of local elections, next week, the 7th, you uh, make sure you get out there and rock the vote. No, I'm not voting. Oh, Stansbury's out. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not vote, I'm not voting ever again because people are like, you're biased and you lean and all this stuff. So no, 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 I'm staying out of everything. That way I can have whatever opinion I want. Don't worry. I'll go Democrat style and vote twice for you. Buddy. Nice, nice. Stuff worry. the ballot box. Stuff the ballot box. That way we get this radio station <laughs> on the cover of Rolling Stone. If you're a radio nerd, you got that joke. We'll talk to uh, Can Charge 2 Guard. John Holland. That will be next on the Stansberry Show. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200-1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. And Teresa will have your next opportunity to score $1,000 at 1010 this morning. Now joining us live in the studio, can charge two guard. John Holland I have in here now. My man, thank you very much for joining us. I know you guys are getting ready to head on the road. About an hour from now, they want you on the road. So I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and uh, and joining us. I got to imagine you have to be excited to get the season underway right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Uh, I actually haven't ever began a season with the charge. So oh, that'll be cool. This will be fun. Uh, that will be fun. So let me ask you. Obviously, the goal is to win as many games as you possibly can anytime you compete professionally in a sport. But have you set like personal goals this year for yourself? Like, did, like do players do that to you? Like, all right, I want to average this. If I can maybe get to here, like, do you set goals for yourself every season? Uh, I have I have some goals, but honestly, I just try and get better. Every just day. try to get better every you game. Know, Your coach you loves hearing that. No matter where I'm playing, like, I just want to try and get better and show that I could play at my highest level. So that's I, the goal. I, as we're talking to John Holland, I, I I would imagine some people listening, much like myself, don't have a perfect understanding of what a two-way contract is. So can you kind of like walk me through how that works with um, kind of going back and forth between the Charge and the Cavaliers on a two-way deal? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't have you, a perfect understanding. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Well, that's the best that's answer I could have got right there. Contract is, but what I've been told I just is, go where I'm told, right? <laughs> exactly. I have 45 days to play up okay. with the Cavs whenever. Depending on when need. they need you, yeah. depending on when you're going to fit, you exactly. know, fit, fit the team there. So Just got to get on that banana boat, happens, man. Whether it be injury or I have no idea, whenever they want. <laughs> Yeah, they, they might get you on the banana and, boat there. And that's just it. They can just kind of call you and say, hey, yeah. you're coming up right now, right? So yep. you're just kind of hanging in limbo. Yeah, I mean, not in limbo. I'm in Canton. Well, right. there you right. go. I like, that. I like that answer. So, you know, I, I know you did training camp with them, and I know you were up there. What is it like being a part of that Cavalier squad? Like, what is it like being out on the court with those dudes? I mean, you look around that locker room, you see a bunch of guys that they they have a lot of – a lot of credentials. They've done yeah, a lot in their career. Of course. I mean, some of the all-time greats, you know, MVPs. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's basketball. I play basketball, so when I'm out there, I'm I'm playing. It's I've always wondered <laughs> that. Like, when you step out onto the court with one of the greats of all time is LeBron James. How does it, it like, not, like, kind of, like, strike right, you? Right, right, How does it, how, do, I mean, do you feel, like, a little bit overwhelmed, or is it, you know, just another um, day at the office? Your game's probably better. Uh, eventually, I mean, that's what I think. I, uh, when well, I you're supposed to think that with anybody. If I'm on the court with you, I have a chance to be better than you. For that sure, day, you do. That time, I that, always say about certain jobs, period. my job included, that if you don't carry that attitude, you won't be good enough to play. You know what I mean? Like you have to believe in yourself that way before anybody else will see it in you. Yeah. So no, that's the way you should be. I um, I did. It just that for me. I mean, I've only met LeBron the one time, and you know, in this job, I've met plenty of celebrities, but he was one of those people where when I shook his hand, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do right now. Right. <laughs> I'm still like that. I I think he he probably. I think I'm kind of weird because I really don't know what to say. To him. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I really don't sign know what to this, say to him. man. Like, I, anything I say to him, I feel like ah, he doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> Who did you grow up with? Um, as like a huge fan of, like where you're like, oh man, I want to play basketball for a living. Like, who did you like idolize growing up? Was it was it Michael? Le- was it Kobe? LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Is that who it was? School. Right. That's who I was. That's for who sure. I was looking at. That's whose highlights. Yeah, I was how old at. are you? Well, in high school, I was. Uh, I started hearing about LeBron James, okay. and then I started seeing it. But okay. in college, I started looking at Dwayne Wade highlights all the time. Right, I used to love him. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a hell obviously. of a player. Dwayne Wade is, <laughs> you know, in multiple and championships LeBron. and like. But um, growing up, I played baseball. So, I, oh, I did you really? I didn't really, I didn't really care about basketball. How'd you get switched over to basketball? I mean, I played basketball during basketball season, but the summers. And stuff, so you were a baseball season, player? Yeah. And your passion until, was baseball Until there. probably my junior year. That always amazes me. People, athletes who are just so prolifically athletic that they're able to jump from one sport to another and just be like, yeah, dude, I decided when I was 17 years old, ah, I'm moving on from baseball and I've decided yeah. to go to. I don't have any of that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, none like, of that's, it. Just, that's, that's just an amazing thing there. I can eat more than you, dude. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what uh, I mean? You played hoops on a bunch of different levels, John, whether it was with, uh, with Boston University. Yeah, I know you've played overseas, different places. You've had some run in the NBA, and now you're here in the Canton Charge in the G League. Um, how does the G League compare to these other styles of basketball that you've played? Uh, it's a high level. Right? I think I think you've got guys playing really hard and they're playing at a high level. Uh, obviously, you know, I've been overseas. That's that's also a high level. ACB in Spain. Right. In Turkey. So, Euro Cup. So, it, it's, all, it's all really good basketball. I think here you see guys with that with that hunger because mm-hmm. you know you you're playing for a call up you're playing in front of scouts every every game and it's it's so many more games 
Like obviously in Europe, you maybe have one, maybe two games a week, right? But here you could play three and four times a week. Oh, right. so, you're right? out there, right? They open the so, gym up a lot. Yeah, so you get out there, you get to really play, you get to show what you can do. I think the G League's fantastic, and uh, you know you got to thank Gatorade for jumping on board. But I think it's really great because one of my biggest things, and I'm just kind of like a sports like you know casual person, but like one of the things that makes me crazy is you'll watch games and you'll hear announcers say, "Well, yeah, he can't shoot." I mean, and it's just like, well, yeah, he doesn't shoot. And it's like, well, that's basketball. What do you mean he doesn't shoot? And so, like, what I like about the G League is, is, like, you're getting real reps in before you get, like, moved up. And so, like, you're really – I think you're just more prepared for, for the NBA game if you come through the G League. And so I'm all for it, obviously, living in a market that has a team. I absolutely love it, and I think it helps produce a better NBA athlete in the long run. Obviously, I think the only way to actually get better is to play. Is to play, and right? A lot of the times, you know, you got young guys playing one on year bench, in college and done, yeah, and they're on the bench and they're maybe not getting the game experience where that, you play every that's night. Going to help them, yeah. get better. You, you can point to a million different NBA players and really point out their G League experience as being something that helped them step up. And a big part of what the G League does is, you know, you can play overseas hoops, you can play in college, but it's not the same as the NBA rules. It's not the same as the NBA, you know, feel to it. And it does. It gives you that ability to kind of like, all right, this cut your teeth on it and kind of know like, all right, this is what it's going to be like. Get used to the travel once, and once, everything. Once I right. step up into that next level right there. And you mentioned, John, that, you know, every guy is out there playing in front of scouts. They know they're a sprained ankle away from a contract in the NBA. Um, so that gives you and your teammates a ton of incentive to go out there and bust your ass every single night. Um, speak about your teammates this year. I know you were on the charge last year, the NBA G League Impact Player of the Year. What do you think about the squad that you guys have this year, and what do you guys think about going to happen about the season? Championship. Yeah. I like it. I right. like it. Exactly, right? Championship or bust? That's, that's like a good it. goal to have. No, but honestly, I think we have a great team. We have a lot of weapons, and I think uh, we're deeper than we were in the past. And we have just we have 12 guys that can play. Uh, what, and they could play at a high level. So, what, what's it like? What's it like being out there with Kendrick Perkins? What's he like? Oh, he's a leader on the court. Okay. I would he's imagine like a coach so. Yeah. On the court, uh, you know, big brother, all that, all the good things. You can see, you can see the championship pedigree. You can see mm-hmm. what he brings to a team. What he brings in the locker room. Does he ever just show off the ring? Does he ever just come in there like an NBA I champion? Seen, I haven't oh, seen come the on. ring yet. I, I, I haven't for seen sure. the ring yet. He would yet. just be walking around like this. I thought he would. I, I, I would. I know. <laughs> But, Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, dude? Yeah, I, it would be hard not to pull that card out if I, you know if I had it. If I have my facts, but everybody straight. knows. Everybody yeah, knows. yeah I guess they know. You don't have to show it. I yeah, I guess, you know yeah, I guess that would be true. Um, if I have my facts right, the the, the charges made the the postseason every year in existence, which is amazing. Uh, we got a, you know a certifiable winner here, which uh, is rare. You know, this is football country, and our professional football team ain't so great, dude. So like, <laughs> you know, I mean, we need all the winners we can get. So like, we appreciate uh, you know having the charge on board. Um, so like, are you gonna go big tomorrow night in the, in the season opener? Dude, drop 40 for me. Uh, Dude, I'm 40. just trying to get the win. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I hope I play well. And I think you and will. I'm just, we're looking for a win. That's the only thing that matters. You have matters. the right attitude about it. <laughs> uh, again, it's not about you. It's about the team. It's about you know uh, that and that. I, I think it, it all starts with attitude, for sure. Do you feel like that sometimes in the G League, though, when every guy's out there trying to get himself that contract, trying to get himself that ups, do you feel like it turns into a little bit of AAU basketball where it's like, dude, I'm just trying to go out there and show you how good I am as opposed to going out there and getting that team It's a good win? question. I feel like it can, right? maybe on some teams, but at the same time, 
you you have to play good basketball. That's that's what teams want. They don't right. want just one guy going out for themselves or trying to show what right. they can do. Basketball is a team sport, and when you get to the next level, you're gonna have to be able to play on a team. I also think well, maybe the game's changing, and and I hate to give credit where I really don't want to give it to, but if you look at you know teams like the Golden State Warriors, right? Boom. Like I right, I well, I think the game is changing, and there's a team filled with stars that are very unselfish, move the ball around a lot, create opportunities for other guys, and I think maybe now people are starting to see that's the way to do it. If you do it that way, everybody gets highlighted anyway, and we show off what we are as a unit, and then your own personal you know, uh, utilities will shine through that, and that may be trickling down now. Yeah, I definitely think that's, that's the new trend. In, I think in so. Basketball. I, I mean... I know my experiences in Europe. That's the way it's been. It's always been a oh, ball yeah. movement, more of right? A team game, yeah. and more of a ball movement, and less focus on maybe one player or two players. So it's it's a different it's a different style that I think is better basketball. And you I think, think it's better? Teams are doing this, and this is what this is what you see winning championships and winning right. games. It's so right. amazing how in two years that mentality has changed. Because two years ago, it was Barkley and all these guys calling the way the Warriors played soft, and it's like, it's AAU basketball, and it's not competitive, and now, all of a sudden, a couple of years later, everybody's like, this is the way you gotta do it. Look at them, they just win. All they do is win. Championships will do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rings shut everyone up. That is 100% accurate. I know you guys are up against the you got to get it on the road about an hour from now. So I'll let you get out of here, get back with your teammates. John Holland, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on the program. Throughout the season, we're going to be sending people to the games with tickets. I appreciate right. you stopping appreciate by, John. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on. The Sansbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge. 6.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. Women. Women, 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 women. And here he is, having the time of his life. <laughs> There's this big green <laughs> It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. I still got Pandora with commercials. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. There are men and women fighting. You're not fighting for your right to speak Spanish. They're fighting for your right to speak American. This is terrible. This is the, I'm 36 years old. You know, bring your kids. I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. Obviously, you guys know we're going to start Deshaun this week. I thought uh, that gave us the best opportunity to win the game. Yeah. 
co-writer. <laughs> Thank you very much. And welcome back to the Sandler Show on Rock 106.9. want to thank John Holland one more time. Good dude. Can't charge guard. Stopping by, doing an interview with us. Yeah, he was a good dude. Uh, you never know about athletes because some of them are savvy with the media right. and, and are, you know, answering questions and the like. And, you know, I don't ever supply, you know, what I'm going to ask people before I send it to them and stuff. Some people require it and then I won't have them on. And so, like, you get people on their toes like that. You never know what they're going to be. And uh, he was great. I, I actually really enjoyed him. Well, you got to think there's plenty of examples of, you know, when you're an athlete, you've got these sports writers that are trying to, like, bring you down a peg. So to him, it was probably like, yeah, these media types, like, I don't right. know if I necessarily trust them. Yeah, I'm not out to find the dirt. Right. I just no. want to talk to you. Right. right. So came in, enjoyed himself, hopefully, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back in, dude. It's first Friday night, buddy. You going to head out on the town? I figure me and the missus might make a uh, make a stroll around beautiful downtown Canton, Ohio. Um, It, it seems like it's going to be a pretty decent weather night. So long as the rain holds off and uh, and she's feeling up to it, I don't see why not. I think I'm going to venture out as well. Find I, um, yourself future Miss Stansberry right there, ladies. He's I out and about. I don't know about that. I'm hoping to find a, a future <laughs> Mrs. Get Out Saturday morning. I, <laughs> you know, if we can find one of those, that'd be great. Like, man, I wish she'd lift out of here already. <laughs> that would be fantastic. You know, uh, you know, that wouldn't be the worst. But, dude, a little macho nacho, maybe, on the back, you know, a buzzman there. That Some, makes all the sense in the world. A couple of IPAs. Dude. That actually sounds like a decent Friday night. Get it in a to-go cup, and there you go, dude. The world is your oyster, That's my friend. That's right. Go Dora there. there. Do, drink do, in the street. Do there. what you want. What are you doing with the rest of your weekend? Uh, Saturday night, I will be uh, in attendance to the soft opening of Melt. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it was nice, dude. We got these, like, golden tickets, and it was literally a golden ticket saying, like, you can come to Melt. And I was like, oh, sweet, sweet you bet your sweet ass I'll be there. Uh, so that's Saturday night, and then Sunday, I'm going to feel a little bit lost because there's no Browns game to watch this weekend. All right, well, Saturday night, I'm going to work at the Agora. Saturday or Sunday, here's what you can do during the Browns game. What is just, that? just beat your head against your, <laughs> you know, just smack your head in, 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 into the table at your house, and you're going to it'll feel like you're watching the Browns game. I wonder what Deshaun Kaiser's thinking right now as you guys just tried to trade for, for A.J. McCarron. You completely biffed it, and now I have to go out there and go play football for you guys. Like That's got to be a tough place for Deshaun Kaiser to be. Could be worse. Could be Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Could guess. have a torn ACL. <laughs> I guess. You know, which, but yeah, I mean, th- look at that again. You got Carson Wentz, NFC player of the, I, I think, is it the week or the month or whatever? Yeah, the week, I think. And then you got, you know, the AFC player of the week is Deshaun Watson, the two quarterbacks in the last two seasons you skipped on, which, by the way, Sachi and his, like, I at least thought Wentz was good. I understood, like, why the plan was maybe you don't take him, but I at least thought he was good. Those two dumbasses didn't think he was a top 20 player. Like, I at least thought he was good. Like, man, those guys, and no wonder Mark Munch Bishops calls them Sashi and the Stooges. If you missed Munch on the program this morning, you'll be able to podcast that also with John Holland. That will all be up at WRQK, R, w, wow. WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. And Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010. You guys have a fantastic weekend. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 1069.